But guess what? It's beautiful like that. All right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, should we turn off the video now, or? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> Jen's not home. <laughs> oh wait. So then we can actually. Is it gonna slow stuff down or no? Not on my end. I mean, the only thing that will die is Skype. Oh, cool. Let me see if I have enough disk space. I think I can record this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. We should, we're in the show right now, right? Okay, yes, we're in we the are. show. We're recording. <laughs> Welcome back to Yin and Young, the podcast. Um, that was a uh, apologies for that, you know, musical opening. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, let me know what you think in the comments below. Um, we got we got some guests to here today. We've got uh, we've got Laura coming back for her third time. Yay! Yay. Thank you for having me. Uh, Laura, uh, one of our most special, special podcast guests. And um, we have a new guest today, Brianna Harris. Yay! Yay. Thank you for having me as well. Brianna <laughs> is also part of uh, our cohort at, uh, uh, during, uh, doing our, we did our masters at CSUN uh, in screenwriting and uh, yeah. So thanks for coming on and uh, joining our little family here. <laughs> uh, so moving forward, what I like to do with like new guests, kind of um, get to know you, I guess. Uh, okay. So Dan, I mean Dan, this is the first time you've met Brianna, yeah? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is so weird with the video. It's like I can see your facial expressions and like. <laughs> It makes me like nervous. Why? Like, um, I mean, it's like, what is he thinking? You know. We can always and turn it off. No, it's fine. No. And I secretly think that Laura has come back just to hear your voice. Is this true? I do like his voice a lot. <laughs> his face is okay too. Oh whoa man, whoa okay. As a man, well, man. To be fair. Mm -hmm. You have a very soothing voice. Thank you. And I, I've been having trouble um, getting to a restful state of mind <laughs> at night. 
<laughs> so I think that's all. You know, we're thinking about starting a Patreon, right? Where you, mm -hmm. people can pay oh, for I your. Oh, that is, yeah. And uh, I was thinking maybe one of the prizes should be Dan will uh, <laughs> sing you a lullaby to sleep or something. Oh, I would pay. <laughs> you would pay top that. dollar. <laughs> I sing terribly. <laughs> or or you could just bring uh, read a nighttime story like go the I don't fuck know. to sleep. <laughs> yeah, go the fuck to sleep, or like read the Little Prince to to like you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Some people some some ladies would love oh. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh so let's I mean let's start from the top. Uh so Brianna, who are yes. you? I don't know, that's hard. <laughs> where are you from? Um, where did you come from? Where'd you where'd you grow up? I was born in Bellflower, which is fascinating, but I grew up in Las Vegas. Um we moved out there when I was about four or five. Um my dad actually grew up there in the 50s my his his dad worked at area 51 so there's a lot of really weird like we have this like mobster conspiracy theory like vegas history in my family um but then he brought us back um when i was little and uh he did construction on casinos and he worked like in, in the music industry sometimes sometimes he was on tour and my mom worked at the casino and i lived there until i went to college and I went to performing arts school out there, and then I spent some time in Oregon and ended up back in California. Okay, so someone's asked you, hey, Brianna, where are you from? Um, you would say Vegas? Yeah, Vegas. I mean, I haven't been there in a long time. Like, my dad passed away in, like, 2005, and that was mm -hmm. about the last time I'd been out there. Um, but in a weird way, I don't know if you ever, but it still feels like home. Like mm -hmm. I still like, I'll see like a movie that's set there and I'll still like think, I'll think of it as like my home. Mm. I don't know. But you haven't been back for since 2005? Maybe like, uh, yeah, I think that wow. was Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, that's okay. Cause I know for me, like for my home is Bay Area, but right. it's closer and I go there every other month or something right. like that. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Laura, we just... Oh, I was wondering if you... Do you ever feel the desire to go back? Is there... Yeah, I'd like to go back, like, for a weekend. Mm -hmm. Like, I would love to see my high school or, like, walk mm -hmm. around. I would... I, I wanted to get out, like, my whole life, so... Yeah. I'm just really, like, happy to not be there anymore, I'm, mostly. Yeah. You, <laughs> so you just needed the time and space, maybe, to yeah. get it out of your system. Yeah, I'm sure it would be fun to, like, okay. visit, but... Yeah. Like... When you say performing art school, so that was high school for you? Yeah. Okay. So, like, did you perform anything? Or, like, what, what was it, a specialty? or? Oh, yeah. We had majors. It was kind of like fame, you know? Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, I was a theater major. Um, I didn't get a ton of roles because I was, like, really fat. I was a fat kid, so they didn't like to cast me a lot. But I played a couple things. Mm. And I would do, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, I did stage managing and assistant directing and... I had a theater troupe that was kind of like not affiliated with the school, but kind of all kids from our school, and I would write skits and stuff for them. And so hmm. we performed a lot of stuff. Dan, did you have a question? Then what did you do in Portland? Uh, that's where I did my undergrad at Portland State. Okay. Um, yeah, I was an English major, and I worked for the newspaper, so I did like journalism, and I wrote movie reviews, and then I did the opinion section. So I would manage a bunch of like uh, undergrads' opinions, <laughs> writing about <their> opinions <laughs> on things, which was 
a mixed bag. <laughs> so is Portland, or is Portlandia really like Portland? Is that a very good yes. representation? <laughs> and they hate Portlandia up there. Like, they are so offended by Portlandia, and I think they're offended because it's so real and true. Oh, really? And, like, things would happen to me, and I would, every, I would like, something would happen, and I would just always stop and be like, this is a Portlandia moment. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, one time my boss at the paper um, sent me to write about, like, certain movie theaters around town, like, compile a list of movie theaters, and he took me aside, and he was like, you need to make sure that you don't write about anything too corporate. <laughs> I was like, this is such a Portlandia moment because they won't like have us. We want to promote the independent chains and not tell anyone to go to anything that's owned by like a business. <laughs> did you go but to the Oregon? Did you go to Oregon Shakespeare Festival while you're, while you're up there? No, I wish that would be cool. Because I know I've been the, to the Utah one. There's a lot of theater up there, and yeah. yeah, yeah. When I was like, I went to another school in Oregon. Um, when I was about 18, and we would go to a lot of theater. I saw Hamlet. They did, the, they did Hamlet, and um, the same company did Hamlet and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh. <laughs> but it was great, because like, you would see them do the serious play, and then they would do um, right. the Tom I mean, Stopper. Yeah. So, Dan, Dan right now, so uh, so you're in San Diego, and, and you're by yourself, huh? What's going on? I have a, I have a dog, and I have a cat. <laughs> But uh, we went up there to go watch Hamilton. Ooh. Yeah. My, uh, my sister-in-law scored some tickets. And then it was last Thursday. It was really good. Uh, enjoyed it. And then I, I came back because I have work. Yeah. Uh, so, wait, okay. We glossed over it. Area 51, what's going on? Yeah. What's, what is yeah. going on? <laughs> Area 51. Oh, my God. Um... Well, I'm not exactly sure. I know what my dad's told me. Um, one what has your did... dad told you? <laughs> yeah, what is it? One thing he did tell me that was interesting, <laughs> that's not even about aliens really, but um, my dad was kind of a hippie in the 60s, so he would like, uh, he, would leave, he left home when he was a teenager and he would move around a lot, and he would go back to see his mom like to do his laundry or like something like that, and they would always get like government notices, and him and all of his siblings were like, they would get notices from the government where they'd know like every single place that everyone in the family had been. And he was like, he read a notice one time that they knew that like a house that he had stayed at for like five days. So like my grandfather's clearance was so high um, in the secure, in like in, in Nellis um, or whatever it was out there, Groom Lake, um, that the government was tracking everyone in his family and knew where all his kids were like at all times. Oh, shit. It was really creepy. <laughs> Wow. Um, so, but now we have the internet to do that. Yeah, this yeah. was before. Yeah, it would be so easy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aliens. What's what? Are you? <laughs> um, right before I, I, he told me that right before he died, my grandfather would talk about like certain. Wait, hold on. Kind of, before you say this is public, so <laughs> I don't want you to get shot or anything. <laughs> I think Just, everyone involved is dead now, and I don't really know anything personally. <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah, he would say that there was like technology that like they could like transform matter and like I don't know. It's what? yeah. And growing up in Vegas, there was always like stories about how everyone who worked out there would get like mysteriously sick. Like there's an Area 51 like disease and like I don't know. He didn't say wow. alien specifically, but apparently they have a lot of technology that we don't know about, and that's one of the theories. Parallel universes. <laughs> Yeah. Stranger well, things. Now I want to know what other things has he said because I want to know what technology is out there that we can look forward to in the future, maybe. 
Yeah, I'm not. Sh I'm not sure. I know that there was a lot of like when I was growing up, there was a lot of like um, stuff with cow mutilation. I don't know if you guys like remember oh, yeah, that yeah. the cattle mutilation, and that that was like part of experiments they were doing, like to transform um, matter. <laughs> and, uh, what? Yeah, like be, being able to like remove your organs from your body and things like that. Wait, so they purposely killed cows, or yeah. they tested on cows? Well, they didn't know like why the they would find cows like like you know how they find crop circles and things like that yeah, there was yeah. cattle mutilations where they would find like dissected cows <laughs> like people have like taken their insides out and like and they didn't they, a lot of people thought that the aliens were doing it or like it was government experiments and or like really bad people or i don't know it was or, a thing in the 80s yeah oh that's scary oh it's interesting though because like you know they, they say about like <coughs> government technology is like it's always like 10, 20 years ahead of consumer technology. Yeah. So I, I'm curious. Probably the stuff they were messing around with, we were probably messing with now, finally. Right, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, my dad internet? was really into that stuff, yeah. yeah. At the same time, like, if we can't figure out the email server situation at the top levels of government, I don't <laughs> That's know true. how true that is. Or maybe it's like it's um, only in certain sectors or segments of the government and not in all of them because That's like true, yeah. and they still have they still have like super outmoded computers and yeah, shit. in the white, white house, house. Yeah, yeah in the white yeah. house my friend's theory is that unlike about a 9-11 truthers that's her theory she's like do you think we're really smart enough to have ever like pulled that off we no. can't do anything well, yeah you know this this raises a different question like do you guys think we actually landed on the moon like, I just watched a show about this on Netflix. <laughs> Did you, have you seen? There's oh, this show, like a, a conspiracy show. Am I moving a little closer? Sorry. About then, there's a whole episode on the moon landings, and it's like the stupidest thing ever because they can explain away like there was like ninety thousand people involved in the effort to land on the moon, and like to like have them and to like have them all in in on this conspiracy would have been like completely and impossible. to have no leaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Well, huh. I mean. I was just talking about it maybe a month ago uh, with some people at work, and um, my manager was like, I don't think that happened. I mean, look at all the technology <laughs> that they had back then compared to what we have now. We can't even do it again. We, we're not able to replicate that feat again. We haven't gone That's back true. to the moon since the 1960s or whatever it is. That's true. There are mean, a lot of we have more, yeah. way more technology now in our pockets with our iPhones and Androids, and we can't get back to the moon. Um, I think we can. It's just that we don't want to or I think it's it's probably now that that milestone has been has been reached. There are other better ways to spend resources, you know, like mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people think NASA know. is a waste of money, which is not necessarily true, but maybe going back to the moon would be a waste of money. Right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's nothing there. There's, they yeah, went to the moon like boring. 13 times, right? Or no, Apollo 13, Apollo a bunch of times. I think yeah. All those Apollos, yeah. All those, All those Apollos, Apollos and Well see the thing is like the idea is that you would use the moon as a launching pad for the next expedition to Mars. Right. You use it like a slingshot, right? Like a Not sling a slingshot, but I mean like the gravity is so much lower that you can probably mm. uh, take less use less fuel to like launch from there. Oh, like use it that as like a launching cool. pad. Okay. I mean okay, or question. Something. Question to you guys. Um, so they talk about like doing Mars missions, right? But the to do round trip is pretty crazy expensive. 
You're not going to do it. They're it's not gonna almost it. it's almost impossible to do a round trip. Yeah. yeah. It's a one-way so, trip. They're doing one way. So would either anyone here in this podcast right now be down for a one-way trip? No. Maybe okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. so for, let's let's ask okay, for, uh, hypothetically now. How about, how about just right now? Would you be ready? Brianna? I don't know. It would, would you end up like Matt Damon or would there be like other people there? <laughs> um, there'll be other people, the really smart, intelligent people, and maybe one cute guy that you like. But you don't, you're not sure if you like, he likes you back, though. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that... I, didn't they already like ask people who wanted to go? And a bunch of people already volunteered. And there was like some sort of contest or some, something like that. I remember hearing about this and like yeah. some lady with like a whole family says, yeah, I'm going to go. Yes. She has wow. like a bunch of children and grandchildren. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember hearing, I think it was on NPR or something. Um, yeah. I think that they, they've narrowed it down a lot since then. And they're down to um, maybe 10% of the original group that um, submitted their applications that but a lot of, of people yeah. a lot of people are into it now <laughs> i wonder i mean, I mean and they, do they have a antisocial personality disorder or is it more that it's their dream i'm, I'm very I curious do. what's that i said i probably have an antisocial personality <laughs> disorder. so you're okay with like very few people around yes Oh. I don't know. It would be nice to like retire there, like to go if you're like 65 or 70 or like retire. Not... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if that's... it would be harder to go if you have like decades left where you could probably like go to Europe. Or <laughs> but I mean, would you really want to retire there? I mean, there's like nothing to do. There's like no outdoor activity. That's true, but it would be hard to like. I don't know. It'd be like one of those opportunities where you would feel like, oh, you'd always feel like, what if? Like I should have said yes to this. Well, like. There's like there's there's a canyon there that makes the Grand Canyon look like a, a you know like a dot right there's right. The, there's like the Mars canyons there, um, but you probably get tired of that within the first year maybe <laughs> you'd be like oh, I've seen the canyon I want to go to the canyon again yeah let's go to the canyon I don't know um, well like, I guess it would take yeah take years to explore the canyon maybe yeah, yeah. but I guess yeah, there's you could... probably lots of stuff there they don't know about <laughs> yeah well there's there's ample opportunity to write. True. <laughs> yeah, and you can send the scripts back. I mean, it'll just take about like I think it's an like eight minute delay. I forget how many minutes it is, but it's like a. It's not. Yeah. yeah. I, I would assume that it was longer than that, but. Oh, speed of light to there. Well. Well. Okay. You radio have to think about Radio fat power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'd probably be even more delayed because of the strength yeah. of radio signal, but light can get there. I, I can look it up, but like it's like it'll take a couple of minutes though. But. But yeah. So sorry, Dan. We're, I keep coming <laughs> you off. What are you, you going to say? Oh, no. I, I'm just going to say I wasn't, I'm not ready to go. Well, you got kids, man. I mean, I'm so curious. Why does that lady with a family want to go? I mean, I'm just, I just, I'm trying to think of her thought process. Maybe she hates her kids. That's true. Yeah. I think it's, um, I, I vaguely remember this, and I, I might be making this up, but I think that she talked it over with their kids first and they were all they weren't happy about it but they were at peace with it if it wow. if she happened to be chosen so i feel like um in this case she she felt like she was done she, huh kind of in in raising them and 
moving on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which kind of like brings up to the next point is like, you're not necessarily traveling with the smartest people. (laughs) You don't know, right? I don't know what the criteria is for how they're selecting these people. Yeah. Should be a great screenplay. (laughs) Right, yeah. So going back to writing, um, did you start writing in high school or... Like, were, were the, the experiences of your father or your grandfather, did those influence you in a way? Like, oh, that cool, like, mystery, did that influence? Because you kind of write, you kind of write genre stuff, more, but it's yeah. more like fantasy, but also with a hint of mystery or, or the supernatural, it seems like. Um, when did that start for you? Um, it was always that way. I think I wrote a story when I was six. It was about like a vampire, <laughs> a woman, a female vampire who like ate men, and that was like my first story. I ever you were wrote. six years old. <laughs> yes, I was a terrible child. That's very on uh, brand. <laughs> Wait, do you, do you have brothers or sisters? I have two younger sisters. Okay, are um, they right as well or? No, they're just me. Um. My gra- my grandparents, my mom's parents were writers. Um, they were oh. both... My grandmother was one of the first... Um, she majored in journalism when they didn't let women major in journalism very often. Um, so they did a lot of uh, newspaper writing, and my, my grandfather published several books, and he has a memoir. And So that's, oh, wow. where, that's the only other writing strain. Actually, and my aunt does screenwriting, and my cousin is a TV writer now. So. Oh, wow. Have you read their stuff? Like, have you read your your grandpa's memoir and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, we grew yeah. up like with them in the house. And... Okay, yeah, interesting. Or now nah, the writing's okay. Or... <laughs> no, no, the writing's good. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so you have. Yeah. Are there any like Area Fifty One secrets from that grand grandfather? Oh my gosh, no. a different <laughs> very different side of the family. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Area Fifty One, yeah. Oh, that's. Anyways, we can go on. That's a whole tangent. Um, but I was curious, uh, w- w- so at age six, you're interested in writing about uh, vampires. vampires. <laughs> Where, because, you know, I, I'm always curious about the input and what creates the output. Like, what was, like, some of the inputs going on, like, into your brain during that time? Like, where did these, these things come from? I think my parents, like, they let me watch whatever, because I was kind of a good kid. I was kind of boring, and I got really good grades, and I yeah. never, like, caused them any trouble. So, like, the whole time growing up, the only thing I ever wanted to do was like watch movies, so they let me watch basically anything I wanted. They never said Rated like, R. And oh yeah, usually. Um, the one exception I can remember is I really wanted to see Sex Lies and Videotape. <laughs> I just read that it was like a really good movie, and I was really snobby. And I was like eleven or twelve, oh, and wow. my mom. I, I asked my mom to rent it for me because like she would she would buy me tickets to R-rated movies. Like they would just let me see whatever I wanted because they trusted me, but. But my mom just wouldn't rent it for me because it had sex in the title, and she just couldn't justify like renting it for me <laughs> because of the title. She didn't care if I saw it. She just didn't want to like feel like she'd given it to me. <laughs> so that was like the one thing I can remember not being allowed would, to see. Would she have rented you like Last Tango in Paris though? Oh my god! Because no, it, it probably. has the word tango rather than <laughs> sex. <laughs> uh, probably she probably wouldn't even like know what was in it mm-hmm. like she'd probably just be like oh that's something she read in entertainment weekly mm-hmm. so okay <laughs> that's that's the bertolucci film right with yeah. um with the rape scene right yeah, yeah the rape scene that was actually rape yeah it was well the there was no penetration but she she emotionally <laughs> felt like she was not ready for it right yeah yes well they yeah. didn't tell her they were gonna do that yeah, yeah. so I, I talked with another filmmaker about this and yeah, that's just, uh, I don't know if I could ethically watch that movie. I don't know. Or 
Yeah. Have you guys seen that film? Or? I haven't. Yeah. You um, have seen it. Yeah. And did you know that going in? Or no, no, I've seen I've seen that scene. Um, How old before. were you? <laughs> <laughs> I was twelve. No, no. Oh my god. No, I was older than that. No. Um, but sorry. No, but it's gonna... a really disturbing scene, and um, it kind of made sense learning later the context of it because you can. It's just a disturbing scene on its own. Like, question: Is it worth it? Um. Like, is it worth a director tricking an actor? Um, to oh, get that, no. To get that emotional response. No, no, I would not in that context, I wouldn't say. Uh, I always wonder about that. Like, how how far can you push the bar, like, with an yeah. actor? Well, and I think also there's a whole, you have to deal with the fact that it's, like, you know, a woman and, like, these powerful men and a sexual scene. And, I mean, if it was a different kind of scene, it would be a different conversation. But in that context, it's... Right. Okay. <laughs> right. The power dynamic. Cause yeah. he's a, he's a, at that point, I mean, Marlon Brando, forget about it. He's like right. completely established. And then, uh, Bertolucci, They're not gonna um, Marlon Brando in a scene. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and not tell him first, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, some of the first, so you were watching, do you think it messed you up in any way? Or you think that you're pretty whole or <laughs> are you a whole person? <laughs> That's debatable. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, I think I saw, I mean, I saw a lot of violent movies and I like, feel okay, like... Okay, first, the, the most violent thing you remember that watching, like the earliest memory of a violent, um, yeah. What, do you know what movie it was or, yeah? Mm, I think the first movie I ever saw by myself in a movie theater was Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, and that was pretty violent, but it was kind of fun. Like there's this scene in the movie, you know, where they behead, um, Sadie Frost character, the Lucy character. And then like, they cut right away to like Anthony Hopkins carving like a roast. Yeah. And I remember seeing that and going like, it kind of like gives you a jolt, almost like a, like being on a roller coaster or something. But I kind of like loved it. I thought it was cool. Um, so maybe that's not healthy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I can't remember, like, I can't remember being like, deeply disturbed by anything um were you like 10 years old at the time or? yeah i was about that old okay huh. you know what's funny uh, is when i saw it like the scene where all the like topless vampire women are like kissing keanu reeves like, and, like, su- well, like sucking his je- yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah i thought that was weirder <laughs> to watch in a room full of strangers than like anything else like and it's weird like the, the like the sex versus the violence and like yeah how it affects you when you're a kid i, I i'm wondering i might have I might have liked that scene a lot, actually. <laughs> this, I was like, wow. Why is he looking so sad? He should be so happy, You right? wanted like, to have your energy sucked? I, I, like I was like, why? sucking his blood. It's like, I, it's, I think films, a lot of films, with the way they deal with sex, they make it seem so... I don't know. I have a lot of... I've got a lot of sex issues. Like, I, th- I think watching a lot of films growing up where they make sex look so horrible you know or so bad and uh even the porn like growing up uh, watching some porn and it's just like wow anyways i think i think a lot of men growing up with porn i don't know if this i i don't want to speak for you dan but for i know for myself it's just kind of it's really it's really messed up my view of sex i kind of just cut it out recently so but i don't know i i know yeah I mean, anyways. Let's that, get into it. You want to get into it? Like, <laughs> like okay, like, now, Brianna, did you, okay, this is personal, but <laughs> did you have, when did you get into porn or watching porn? I don't, um, 
I don't know. I can remember watching like the scrambled uh, cable channel. Okay, we're the same well. generation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> but I don't yeah. think I ever like watched it. And actually, my dad had a legal cable box for a while, so I think I saw. I think that was when I first saw <laughs> actual porn. <laughs> Back when that was a thing. <laughs> wow. Did that mess you up in it, or you were like, "Oh, this is weird," or? Um, some of it, yeah. Some of it is like it was more violent than I expected. Not like, yeah. church, you know, like there's yeah. a lot of not like straightforward, but you see a lot of like, why is there so much screaming and why is it so like aggressive? And, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're changing that now, you know. They're, right. Yeah, like there's more female directors in porn. I know in Japan there are like there's this whole movement of trying to get female audiences into porn now because they have more uh, purchasing power, they're more career women. So like guy porn stars are becoming like pretty famous in Japan. Like so, I was watching a video on it uh, for research. So I was like, well, that's just kind of cool. But sorry, yeah, Uh, Laura, do you have some experience with porn or no? Uh, no. All right, we'll just stop uh, there. <laughs> no, no. Um, I I didn't watch, like, I, I had friends who were pretty um, precocious in that way, but I myself, I was not. So I remember watching um, my friends showing me porn as early as, like, 13, that's, which isn't, it, it's, not, it's not that early. It's um, early, but it's it's, it's not, not that early compared no. to like yeah 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 um like I know people who started watching porn when they were in third grade oh my god oh wow <laughs> I think that's a little too early but um that's crazy without the proper context which is my favorite word apparently um, <laughs> <laughs> I kept saying in a minute ago too I was like yes. we're gonna say context <laughs> context um yeah. yeah so and it just kind of it wasn't um it didn't really appeal to me until much later like until college, I think. Um, Undergrad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, no, like, y- yes, at undergrad, not not grad school. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I was going to make a joke, but it is not. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> I, I want to know the joke now. I no, mean, no, no, yeah. no. I, <laughs> we got to circle back. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't completely formulated in my mind, and I also didn't want you to think, think that I... My first experiences watching porn were when I was 25. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true and also embarrassing. Right, so, right. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah. Okay. Should we just go around the room? I mean, Dan, do you want to talk about this or no? This is uh, uncomfortable. No, I'm fine. I, I, I remember um, I had like older cousins who had access to porn, like in videotapes and stuff. And I remember getting busted for watching it. <laughs> when oh, I was no. like 12 or something like that 12 or 13 I think 13 wow. yeah we were watching it was on videotape and I think it's oh, since I'm a little older than you the, the porn I thought wasn't as aggressive it was more like straightforward fantasy kind of things with like mm-hmm. storylines mm-hmm. oh that's 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 when they had the good stuff yeah the storyline <laughs> it was like the 80s when was right? that? so I, I remember watching it yeah that like, sounds oh. great <laughs> let's go back to that yeah. <laughs> I think it goes in cycles, right? Like they had the storyline, the cheesy storylines, and now everything's so aggressive. And now I think the pendulum's swinging back, but it's crazy. Like there's so much variety now. Like whatever you want, you know, whatever their ethnicity, whatever sort of fantasy, it's because of the internet. Because of the internet. Um, and I was watching a TED talk on it, and basically it's kind of like hardwired for 
for to get young boys addicted. Because yeah. basically, the way like a young goat it, uh, thinks is that he wants to like screw as many like. If there's like a female goat, yeah, he'll get an erection and sleep with her and then lose her erection. But, and they'll take, uh, you know, let's say 30, let's say for example, 30 minutes before he can get hard again. But if he, said, if he sees another new female goat, completely different, it'll take much less time, maybe like five, less than five minutes or something. So with porn, you have all these female goats or like you have, you have all these, um, you have all these different kinds of variety to the point where like, you just com completely pressing that trigger, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I was deep into porn. I got into porn, funny story. I got into porn, um, uh, okay, so I'm in my hometown, uh, I'm in Milpitas, right? And uh, I'm just walking down the neighborhood. I'm think, I think I'm like 11 or 12. And, uh, and there's a guy on a, like a, on a bike, a BMX bike, he has a plastic bag and he's like, hey kid, I look at him. He's like, hey, you, wanna, you want some porn? And he threw a bag of porn at me. Well, I didn't know what it, what it was. He just threw a plastic bag at me, like towards me. And I'm like, whoa. And there's like Playboy in there, Hustler was in there. And I was like, what is this? He's like, oh yeah, it's just, you know, porn. And I'm like, really? Yeah. And he just rides off. Wow. I seriously think he, this guy was like an angel or something, or, or like, Born Santa. or like a demon, or I don't know, because I, I don't think I've seen him again in that neighborhood. <laughs> That's insane. It's kind of scary, or it's kind of crazy. I mean, and I remember looking at, it, I was like, whoa, what is this <laughs> stuff, you know? And because Hustler like kind of pushed the limit, you know, whereas Playboy is pretty safe, right? But mm. Hustler would, it had articles in there about like, right. you know, and I remember reading those, be like wow, this is like, I don't know, it's turning me on for some reason. So, <laughs> so I brought it home, I hid it from my parents, but I showed my brother, who's like five years older than me. I was like, hey, hey, um, I feel really guilty about this. Uh, you know, should I throw this stuff away? And he's like, no, give me that. <laughs> and, we, and he's like, and we just, uh, we just read it in our rooms and took turns watching the door, so yeah. So that was... It's, it was interesting. That was my first foray into porn, and then, then I started getting sex. You know, like, then then I was like, you know, I started getting hard and all that stuff. But like, yeah. Anyways, Can I ask you something else. Though? <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as like internet porn, and maybe everyone has an opinion on this, but like I, the thing I found really fascinating is like people who make their own porn. Mm, like, amateur porn. Yeah, yeah, like amateur porn. You see couples that are just like older or fatter or not like your typical like porn actors, mm. and like. I just find that so interesting that like people want to put that out there and that it it feels like it's so different than watching something that's like manufactured. Yeah, I think a lot of people now what I hear is they like more amateur stuff mm -hmm. because right. they're so saturated with the, you know, million dollar produced porn that they're kind of sick of it. I mean, and we're here in the valley, right? And like we're surrounded by these million dollar companies who do really fancy porn, but I think some of them are actually faking amateur stuff too to get to hit that yeah. market yeah, yeah yeah i've seen that well not that yeah i've yeah. seen the it's interesting the professional companies trying to look more yes. amateur yeah but then as soon as they like switch to another camera angle you can tell like, no you're not, you're not. <laughs> multiple camera angles yes <laughs> um but i i cut it out i it took it's been um it's been a couple months i i 
was it like two months ago since I, I saw my last video and it was just for like, cause I was curious about this one um, person that she does art now. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, she did porn before? I was really curious. Um, and she's like half Asian and I was like, okay, uh, why did she do it? How bad was it? And I looked at it, it was pretty bad. The porn that she did, I was just like, and she didn't need the money. She has like a really, you know, rich dad. I did some research, but um, <laughs> I'm just so curious why some some girls go into porn because it, a lot of them, you know, uh, it hurt it hurts their life, but some of them come out of it. So I'm I'm see, looks like she's doing well, but yeah. But like before that, like I um yeah I cut out porn. Uh, I've been off of porn for about two almost three years I think now, and on and off I've seen like. Within that time, I've cheated maybe three times. Yeah, uh, like what I snuck in a video here and there, but um, I don't know. I think I'm better now. I don't know. Have you noticed a difference in how you look at women or view sex? I think I got addicted. I changed my addiction to online dating. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I think so. I mean, that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. I mean, Dan, I'm curious, and you do not have to answer this, but like. Like, has your usage of porn, like, dropped since you have a family? Or you're, you know, or, like, you don't have to answer that. I mean, yeah. Well, it's definitely dropped. I mean, I don't have any time other than dealing with kids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have time. I don't really have time for myself, except for this week. And then I just, like, oh, I want to go watch movies because I haven't been watching movies in the theaters. And I watched two movies so far because everything <laughs> okay. else is junk. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, we can switch gears. I mean, <laughs> I mean which movies did you see? Yeah, I'm curious. See? Yeah, what'd you see? Uh, I went and watched Wonder Woman in 70 millimeters on Sunday night. Ooh, wow. I was the only one in the theater. I mean, I had the whole theater to myself, which was awesome. Wow. wow. And then last night, I went to go watch Baby Driver, which I really oh. enjoyed. Oh, I saw that last night, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's really good. Yeah, I Let's... really enjoyed it. I mean, at the end, there's like, there's like a huge suspension of disbelief with the bad oh. guy. Yeah. Up. Spoiler. Like a bad horror movie. Yeah. yeah. But um. Oh, I sorry. Name, I won't yeah. name names, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh. but I still want to watch it again, though. Yeah, it was a pleasure to like. I was dreading the end of it. Yeah. Because I was having oh. so much fun. Ah, oh. that's mm. cool. And I want to go back and watch the the opening sequences because the choreography with the music, <laughs> and the backgrounds and stuff that yeah, that they did. It's so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's Edgar Wright, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he makes good I shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, back to your question. Like, as far as has it has the lack of porn in, in enhanced my life? I think so. I put my focus on more like with the online dating addiction stuff. I I actually focus on meeting real women. I thought, like, because with with porn, it's easy to like. You know what? I'm not gonna put that much effort to have mm -hmm. sex with real women. Real, real women. I'm gonna just try to just watch porn or something like that. Right. So in that sense, it was helpful. But I think addiction, just any addiction, is kind of like if it's taking over too much time. I remember I was like on my phone in my room. And I'm against the wall. It's like 2 a.m. and I'm still swiping. You know. Mm -hmm. And I just I, I remember thinking to myself. Man, this feels kind of empty, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And because uh, it's the same trigger, right? Like mm -hmm. more females, unlimited right. females. It's a, it's the same processing going on, and I just switched it to a different format. So, but I'm better now. I'm better now. <laughs> um, I'm still. Very insightful. 
I'm still lonely, but I'm better about it. I'm, I, I, I'm still, uh, I've changed my relationship with my loneliness. You're, you're filling the void in different yeah, and better Doing ways. podcasts, you know, hanging out, you know. Because sex is not everything, right? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing. It's like, I think it's, you know, fun. Um, Most people would agree with you. Yeah, but it's not everything. Or like, yeah, yeah. Okay, <coughs> has everyone seen Wonder Woman here? Yes. yes. Dan, you want to talk about Wonder Woman? Sure, we can we can talk about anything. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about anything. Uh, okay, Wonder Woman. Um, Brianna, you're the guest. Go first. Yeah, you liked it. Okay, out of out of out of five stars, what would you give it? And then break it. And then break down why. Three point five. Okay, that's that's what I got too. Yeah. 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 I liked it. I just couldn't get over. Um, how sick I am of seeing the same superhero movie. And it wasn't the same. I realized that it was different and it was better and it was cool to see her and it was cool to see Chris Pine not be like, you know, the alpha male and, you know, the dialogue was good and it was very well done. But it was just like, oh my God, one more of these. (laughs) It wasn't Mm. like vastly different structurally or in certain ways than the male ones and i would have liked to see it i read a similar review that said some of the same things that it was i would have liked to see it be more of a different kind of story but so basically it's a superhero movie with the only exception that a female is the lead yeah and i think it's definitely much better quality and much better writing and has a lot of more things going for it than certain other superhero movies but i don't think it's too much of a departure from Mm, it doesn't change the landscape or anything really yeah yeah uh, Laura? Four stars. Oh, interesting. You gave it a plus 0.5. Mm-hmm. Okay. Possibly even 4.25. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a plus 0. 0.75. <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah. Please elaborate. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I, I think I agree with Brianna. It's not, it's structurally pretty much the same. Um, I just think that the the way that her power as a as a woman was visually represented was thrilling to to watch like the power cool. yes um especially in the in the first act when they're still on the island and it's just these like um women over 50 with like super muscular and like riding horses and fighting and was that lady over fifty? The uh, the 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 head trainer, Robin Wright. Uh, yeah, yeah, Robin Wright. Yeah. Dude, she looked good. Like she yeah. looked fit. Yeah. Yeah, wow. she's she's pretty hot. Um, yeah. But she just want to live there. Just live there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that is that lesbian woman's wet dream? You think or no, or? No? Oh yeah, no. Not even people from a are... lesbian perspective. I just want to go. <laughs> I don't care. People are. Uh, definitely reading that into it and it's it's like barely even subtext it's it's alluded to that um, that she has had some type of relation with because it's a it's a woman only island there are no there are no men so and they have it's alluded to that they have sex yeah each other yeah yeah it's not explicit but it's implied like it's implied with the book right she says oh a man mm-hmm. is not essential for pleasure, basically. Right, exactly. And um, uh, I was like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, I feel kind of sad. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's like, we're, good, we're good for procreation, I guess. But uh, uh, 
but then I thought about is it is it true the other way around? Are women essential for man's pleasure? Um, no. No, I guess a man can pleasure himself just men, as well. And also men can pleasure other men. That's true, yeah. Just as effectively. <sighs> I mean, I, I really, def- <laughs> I guess when you you bring orientation into it, yeah. it changes. But I think that if you're looking at a like a purely physical sensation, sensation uh, level, yeah. I think that it's it's pretty much the same. I don't know. A vagina feels really good, though. I mean, like... Have you ever had your... Have you ever f- fucked a butt? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. A man's butt? Um, you know what? I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious of... I, I haven't gone that, that route. I've asked an ex-girlfriend, and she's uh-huh. like, um, maybe next time. And it yeah. never it never maybe happened. Next time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about that experience. I, I've heard... Yeah. Differing things. But. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Anyways, continue with <laughs> your, is your review. So, so sorry. Your review went from now with the butt fucking. I guess it's like um, four point five or. 4. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I um I think that um it was a pretty like structurally it's a pretty generic superhero movie, but I think that um everything about it that. I don't know. It was extremely well done, and I thought it was really funny, which I wasn't expecting. And I was kind of like willing to go into it, knowing that it was a superhero movie. And on those, by those terms, on those terms, it was pretty great. Cool. Yeah, Yeah. it's interesting, Dan. Like you hear hearing us writers, we're all going to say structure and stuff like that. so bear with us. I, I mean, structurally, yeah, I totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep using this word to make, given the context given of the, the structure context. of the story. Um, Dan, uh, your thought, and then I'll give my my two cents real quick. Yeah. Uh, I I think it was a four star movie. I mean, like everyone has said. Uh, oh my it's gosh, very, you four stars. It, it's, okay, it's very <laughs> interesting watch or listening to writers look at the way it, it's constructed, and. I mean, it's all about execution. Mm-hmm. The, this whole thing about the way it's way it's written, all the three act, the whole three act of the movie, it's it's fine to me. It's always been the, about execution and dialogue. I mean, dialogue is so key because you can watch a bunch of the other ones, and the dialogue could be really flat, and you don't just you don't remember anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, it's the whole reason why I don't care about spoilers. You know, people can spoil the movie all they want to me. But if I if I enjoy the ride, if, if everything else is done really well, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna enjoy it. You know, yeah. no one can spoil the dialogue unless they can recite the whole thing. So. That's true. Like there are some catchy lines in there. Like the like I remember the mm-hmm. women pleasuring, you know, themselves like not needing men for pleasure. <laughs> yeah. And, also, um, the baby when she just she sees a baby and it and she. Runs off. Runs off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because there's no babies on Am- uh, Amazonia, right? Or the, the there No, be. there are no babies. She's the she was the she only was kid. Two, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she was um, carved out of clay. Clay or, or yeah. something. Well That's not Yeah. Well, okay. That, was, that, that wasn't true though. <laughs> yeah, they lied to her about that. Yeah, Zeus boned uh the queen. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and they they had a kid. Um so sorry, terminology, but yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. He he boned her. He boned. <laughs> he just he, had so he, many kids. He he, he's, he, he saw fun. he saw that goat. 
he got hard. <laughs> you know what did throw me off about that movie? Was watching Mr. Weasley become be be the bad yeah. Guy. That was that was a bit much. Oh yeah, that. Okay, and also his armor is kind of like weird looking, and you know, like the powers. Okay, sorry, I'm gonna get like. In, in, in a hero movie, there should be some sort of logic going on, even if it's like crazy ass logic. Mm-hmm. Like even like Harry Potter has its structure. Right. The stories you write with your fantasies have their rules, right? Right. And that one, I was just like, oh. so what? What? You know, like towards like, oh, he, she can, she can do stuff with her bracelets. That was never explained. Like her, That's true. the 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 sword thing. I liked. It's not real. You know, spoilers. Like whatever that. Um, <laughs> That sword didn't really do the trick, but the the lasso of truth they they explained it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I was just like, and wait, so spoiler, sorry, we're gonna spoil this movie. Uh, the um, the lead trainer Robin Wright, she died, right? Yeah, she died for Wonder Woman, but she could have took Wonder Woman could have took that bullet, I think. <laughs> yeah, Wonder Woman could have took that bullet and survived, right? Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Because she did. At the end, I mean, when they, or not the end, at, after the battle, when they unwrapped her bandage, she had, like, no wound. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So she had, like, Wolverine healing, basically. Yeah. So she could, yeah. So She's a demigod. She, so. She's immortal. But I guess they did, okay, the only way I can account for it is, like, she didn't know. She did, she did bleed that one time, so maybe she yeah. could have died. I think they didn't, this is my um, justification, they didn't know the limits of her powers or... Yeah, because she hadn't she hadn't displayed them yet in yeah. battle. So I I don't I don't um, begrudge Robin Wright. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sacrificing um, herself. <laughs> but I do think, uh, yeah, I think some of those structural things, and um, I think towards the latter half, I'm trying to think. Um, okay, love. Love will solve everything, right? That's that's the theme of the film, right? Can we love will conquers yeah. war? Fifth oh element. yeah, you're reminding me of how much I hated the voiceover too. <laughs> right, it was horrible. So Dan, it, it, that's the theme of the film, right? Or am I yeah. wrong? Yeah. yeah. Hey, and it yeah. was it was Mr. Weasley, right? Or was it? It was. Lupin. It was. Lupin. Yeah. Lupin. It was one of the Harry oh, Potter shit. guys. Oh shit! Oh shit! It's Lupin. Right. It's Lupin. Yeah. He had, yeah. but he had uh, Mr. Weasley hair. Sort of. Yeah. yeah. He looked a little gingery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I feel so ashamed. <laughs> Anyways, I felt like that Ooh. that kind of theme. I think that theme is great, but there could have been a more nuanced way to present it. Anyways, all right, I, I'm sure. I'm ready to move on. But That's enjoyable film, enjoyable film. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I'm hopeful for Spider-Man: Homecoming because they're not going to do the origin story at all. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I like that kid. Who's Tom playing Holland. Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. good. He's fun. Yeah. Would you say he's a good-looking kid? I uh, don't recall. Okay. At this time. He's like twelve. <laughs> he's so little. Yeah, he, isn't he like seventeen? Yeah, I don't want to really say anything. Oh, that... twenty. He's, he's like 20 oh, is he? twenty-one. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, he's like that's really young. <laughs> All right. Let's um. So okay, Brianna, you're our guest. Sorry, we've been detouring the shit out of this no, this podcast, okay. but um, hopefully it's fun. I mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's get back to you. Um, <laughs> so Bless. college, uh, what was college like? Like, did you really come into your own, you think, in college as far as like pursuing writing or was it more high school when you finally came into your own? Or like, when did you start feeling out who you wanted to be as an adult? 
Um, well, I always did writing. Like, I did every kind of writing um, throughout school. And I did a lot of theater, you know, writing in high school. Um, but yeah, when I went to college, I took more of a English creative writing uh, route than doing theater um, because I realized I was never really going to be successful as an actor <laughs> um, and that writing was really what I knew how to do. Um, so I focused on that and I still did, all, I did journalism and, you know, I tried to, I did SEO blogging and like, you know, I got writing jobs and mm. like, it's really like my only marketable skill as a person, like at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I always loved movies and I was going to be an English teacher. Um, but then I went to see, um, what was it? Hannah, you know, the Joe Wright movie oh, with, uh, yeah. Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. And I was watching that, and I was like... Wait, the, the killer? Hannah? Yeah. Okay, she, yeah, She's yeah. like a little girl, but she's an assassin, and yeah. Eric Van is her dad. It's a really good movie, and I was watching it, and I really liked it. Um, actually, I think I saw it at the Camarillo movie theater. Um, oh, cool. Oh. And I... Um, but I was watching it, and I just like had this epiphany one day, and I was like, God, I like this movie so much, but like if it was like a little more interesting, or if they'd done something like a little different, mm -hmm. and like all of a sudden I was just like, I really... like they need like I could do this you know yeah. like I don't know if you guys have had that moment so then I was just like instead of being an English teacher and teaching a bunch of high school kids who hate uh, Wuthering Heights and I hate them um, <laughs> then maybe I'm gonna like study screenwriting so that's what that's why I did that <laughs> oh, cool uh um I gotta ask then uh top top three okay uh top three female writers top three male writers Screenwriters? Uh, writers, uh, novel writers. Oh, any yeah. writers? Yeah. Um, female writers. Um, Is Jane Austen up there for you, or? Uh, I never really, I like Jane Austen, but I was never like a, I like the Brontes more. Okay. I like, um, I like Virginia Woolf, and yeah. I like I like Jane Eyre, so I like Charlotte <coughs> Bronte, and I like Emily Bronte. Um, anything, I like Victorian novels a lot. Oh, we're gonna get into that, Victorian, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I like I love Thomas Hardy. Like Tessa the Dervavils, it's like my favorite book of all time. What's it called? Tessa the Dervavils. Okay. Yeah, it's a famous Victorian novel. Um, and I want to say um, I read Anne Rice a lot growing up. I know that people are like Anne Rice, Anne Rice, but I think it really like shaped me when I was a kid. Yeah, well, vampires. Uh, yeah, I was really into the vampires. Um, it's funny, I just like tweeted uh, Anna Lily Amrapour, who's like my idol, on Twitter, and I was like, what books did you like growing up? And she tweeted me back, and she was like, I really liked Anne Rice. And I was like, me too! And I was so excited that we <laughs> liked Anne Rice. What's she famous for? Um, she directed A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, and, which is a vampire movie. Um, and she just has a new movie called The Bad Batch that's out right now, um, which is her second one. And she's a very, very weird um, Iranian uh, female director. She grew up in Bakersfield. Oh, um, Central Yeah, Valley. she's interesting. And yeah. I'm doing a reading right now for uh, the screenplay competition that she once won. So I kind of like, now I have like friends who know her and like one degree away. <laughs> you tweeted her, that's direct. Yeah, one degree. she yeah. responded to me on Twitter. So. That's awesome. Twice. One time she told me happy birthday. I'm such what? a stalker. Yeah, I'm a stalker. She loves you. She yeah. loves you. She wants you. <laughs> <laughs> um, may, can, may I ask? Is it, sorry, Laura. Is it rude to ask orientation, or yeah, or yeah, it is. Um, I think I don't think it's rude to ask. She can choose not okay. to answer. What's uh, <laughs> do you do? You like guys or girls? 
Yeah, I, I like I don't like people very much, but okay. mostly I like guys. I'm open. I don't really like labels. I don't okay, know. interesting. <laughs> I mean, uh, ha- have you met any dudes that are into the same stuff as you um, in college or high school, like relationship stuff, or not so much? Not really. No, I had uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I had a weight loss surgery a couple years ago. Okay. And I know that's not like you know it's not like saying you can't like have relationships if you're like really fat because lots of people do but you know for me personally like growing up that I didn't like to be around people very much so and even now like being relatively normal I still am not that interested in relationships (laughs) interesting okay yeah Dan you have any thoughts on that no I was I was uh, wondering what the favorite male authors were yeah sure oh um I like Neil Gaiman um I like, yeah, Tom's Hardy, like I said. Um, I grew up reading Clive Barker a lot, uh, Stephen King, and... Classic, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, people like that. Did you read American Gods? I did, yeah. I haven't read it in a while, but I read it when I was in high school, I think. Because I think I got, like, a third of the way through, and I was like, I think I, I'm going to wait for the TV show. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's not my favorite of his. Like, there's certain things that he wrote that are a lot easier to digest, like Neverwhere, or, like Stardust, or, like, things yeah. like that, that are That's more fun. That's an underrated movie, by the way, Stardust. Stardust, I yeah. totally agree. It's one of my favorite books, and, yeah, the movie yeah. is really good. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not, not a Stardust, on the Stardust fan. Really? I'm not, I, I listened to the audiobook. I haven't seen the movie yet. The but movie's good. The movie is a lot of fun. Really? Yeah. Robert De Niro, yeah. I think. Wasn't De Claire Danes. Yeah. De Niro. Claire Danes. Claire Danes My is... so-called life, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't like Claire Danes. <laughs> oh, dang. I was yeah. really sad that they cast her in that, but I still oh, liked it despite I love Claire her. Danes. <laughs> wow. No, we're fighting now. <laughs> Laura and I are fighting. <laughs> we're, we're, fi- we're sparring in here. I will say that the Homeland probably like, screwed me over for like Claire Danes. I, I just can't watch that show. My wife yeah. loves watching that show, and... Every episode, she's crying, and she's like a monster-looking, you know, that <laughs> face that she makes. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't take this anymore. I was listening to another podcast. Sorry, tangent. I was listening to a podcast, and it's like some guy goes, can we just agree that Claire Danes is not like the hottest girl in that whole home, homeland world? Because everyone wants to sleep with her. And I, he goes, I can't, I, can, I don't buy it. <laughs> um, she has a hot body. This is true. Like uh, she's very um, fit. She's in Master of None as well, and she's a an object of desire in Master yeah. of None. And she is. Yeah, yeah, she's in season one. Yeah. I don't know. I get it. I've met her husband before. I met him in New York years ago. Yeah. It's very nice. Is he is he hot? Yeah. He's he's very good looking. He's very pretty, but he's very Hugh, British. Uh, yeah, Hugh Dancy. Hugh Dancy. Yeah. Ha- of Hannibal. Uh, would you do him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Claire, Probably okay. more so before he married Claire Danes. <laughs> right, right. Claire Danes, I, I hear what you're saying, Dan, but desperate times, you know, like if you're if you're in a war torn area, I'd be like, damn. <laughs> a war torn area. She's very smart. She's very sure. smart. Yeah. And in Homeland. Yeah. She is um, crazy. Crazy. She is uh, has a. A um, mental illness, <laughs> which it is untreated some of the time. I, I love how Laura is so <laughs> woke, uh, or how uh, so. Uh, yeah, sorry. Continue, continue. No, I, that was I was done. <laughs> so uh, uh, Claire Danes, would you uh, would you hit that or what's up? 
No, no. Maybe I'm getting defensive because people have... Uh, I identify a lot with Angela, her my so-called life character. Uh, and people have... Can't let her go. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't let her go. <laughs> uh, that is a great show and a great character. Yeah. Um, my so-called life... Come on, I, I had a crush on Claire Danes. Come on. Because she, she's so... Her character is so lovable. Like... Yeah. And like... I was like, wow, why do I feel so much empathy for this teenage girl? And like, yeah, yeah, I feel and I'm a teenage boy. And um, yeah, yeah. So, but sorry, we're gonna say, uh, oh, no, no, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Dan, did you have anything more to add to that? No, I, I think I, I said everything I wanted to say. <laughs> about, Claire, about Claire Danes. <laughs> Claire it's Danes. It's all Homeland that just like ruined it. It's like the recency or the, you know, it's just mm. really recent. So. It's left a, a taste in your mouth. Yeah. Re- I, hey, Claire Danes, if you're listening to this, um, yeah, you're you're fit. Like, I I mean, yeah, if you want to be on our podcast, that'd be great. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. But um, <laughs> sorry, I'm sounding desperate now. Um, anyways, uh, for your writing, you talk about Victorian stuff. You, we've I've read some of your we, we've uh, Laura and I have read some of your writing. Um. Um, this this attraction to Victorian culture, uh, history, uh, literature, um, that started early, you said, yeah? Um, or yeah. recently? Well, it, I was pretty young when I got into the Pre-Raphaelites, um, which is an art, art, artist movement that was uh, happened during Victorian England. Um, so that I was had to like, look that up. Pre-Raphaelite. So Raphaelite is one period, and then pre-Raphaelite is before Raphaelite. Yeah, or, the theory was that it was Raphael. What they what they didn't like at the time was that like art had become like who could draw the most accurate like stock of wheat. Like it was really boring and like really make a realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so what they wanted to do, um, Dante Gabriel Rossetti, who was the artist, um, and John Everett Millay and these men that founded the Pre-Raphaelites, what they wanted to do is they blamed Raphael, like for some reason, for starting this whole like super realistic, boring movement in art. So they wanted to go back to before that time, and they wanted to draw like goddesses or like you know fairy tale characters or like King Arthur, and like they had like they wanted art to be beautiful, and to be like you know not necessarily grounded in real life. That mm-hmm. they wanted to like have these mythological themes like reemerge. So that's why they were called that. <laughs> mm. So, and, and what drew you to this? Just did you pick up a book that really got you into it, or no? It's a creepy story that goes along with like my Area Fifty One story, probably. Oh, great, <laughs> let's hear it. Um, Wait, can I guess? Yeah, sure, go for it. <laughs> were you walking down a street in your neighborhood, and a man in a bicycle <laughs> threw art threw at me, a like... bag of, <laughs> of art? I wish that was the story. <laughs> Free Raphaelite uh, writers, or yeah, <laughs> I would have like guessed something that dealt with Area Fifty One, where you went through a door by accident when you were visiting your grandfather, and you were like Victorian England. <laughs> so beautiful. I discovered a time machine. And well, no. <laughs> um, Dude, you would totally do. You would totally be down for that, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> like, okay, okay, okay. Back to the Mars thing. If you could have a one-way ticket to pre-Raphaelite era, never come back here. All your relationships. Aww. So instead of going to Mars, you're going back in time, but you can't, the only way you can go forward is die. You know, like, go, like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I would do, I mean, I think it's a very, it was a dangerous time for women in a lot of ways because it was like, yeah. it was so easy to 
die, but at the same time, um, you would go, you would go there with your knowledge now, though I guess. Yeah, that's true. Probably. So you yeah. wash your hands, you know. You well, no, not not necessarily because of that. It's because of like you had to like get married or get a job or like, uh, and if like you got into the wrong like sexual or social entanglement, like your whole life is ruined. Oh shit. Okay. But at the same time, I think of a lot of things that happen now, and I don't know if it's really that different now. <laughs> There's a lot of like. It's kind of dark right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the same things are possible in certain ways. Um, but yeah, I might go back to Victorian times. But sorry, I interrupted your story. Uh, bag of oh, porn, no. I mean bag of no. like, literature. <laughs> she or... got a bag of porn and that <laughs> drove her to Rebecca. That drove me to Look be Victorian. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm wearing a collar. <laughs> um, no, I used to have a recurring dream um, about a, someone named Dante that I was talking to. Like, and what? I was, yeah. And I didn't know what to do, like, with this, like, recurring dream. So I was writing a lot at the time. <laughs> and so I started writing this, like, fantasy story. And I wrote about this, like, minstrel named Dante. It was very purple and kind of gross. But he, like, traveled to this kingdom and met this, like, red-headed princess. And she had beautiful red hair. And it was all about, like, their romance. And there was, like, a prophecy and, like, all these, like, really cheesy fantasy, like, things that are in every fantasy novel. Um, so I was going to write this and I was working on it at the time and my mom bought me this calendar that was called Pre-Raffolate Women. My mom was an art major um, and I had no idea what that was, but she was like, I thought you would like this. And I opened to January and there's this picture of this like woman with this like red hair and it was like beautiful and I was like, this could, this is just to be my princess in my story, like this is so like inspirational. And so I looked down to see the, na the name of the artist who painted it and it was Dante Gabriel Rossetti. So I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, Whoa. Yeah, it's really weird. So, and this was like right before the internet was a thing. So I went to the library and like typed his name into the computer and I found like one book that vaguely referenced him. Uh, I didn't oh. even find like, like it wasn't until later that I found like the real information on him, but I started reading all these stories about his life and his yeah. wife had this red hair and like she died and she killed herself and they exhumed her body and like all these like amazing stories. <laughs> I like, you're like, I can't believe this was real. Um, so I started thinking it was so interesting and I was just like followed around like him and his friends and reading about stories of their lives like ever since. And I always wanted to write about it. This dream, when did you start having this dream? I was in, I was about 12 or 13. Okay. And this was before the internet or before the internet got big. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, where did this dream come from? I don't know. And for sure it was Dante, this name Dante. Kept yeah, me. it was like a, but he was like a boy my age. Oh. And I would, we'd always be like in different settings, like just having conversations. It was weird. Do you think maybe Dante, Dante's ghost was trying to talk to you? Maybe. He wasn't even called that. Like they called him Gabriel. It's like, but. Huh. Oh. That's where I got the name from. So, all right. Hmm. Do you, uh, that's, that's, that's kind of a, do you, okay, that, that, that opens up a couple worlds for me. Um, do you believe, do you believe in fate? Maybe. Do you think it was fate that you had this dream and then somehow your mom, or could it yeah. be that maybe you were around this as a kid, but you never really processed it? Cause your mom was an artist, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but she's not really into like Victorian art. She's very into like impressionism. Uh, she liked Van Gogh and like things like that. She'd always have books full of like impressionist painters. Mm. So it wasn't necessarily her thing, but she thought it would be my thing because she knew I liked like 
fantasy and mythology and King Arthur and stuff, and that was like stuff that they worked on. Huh. So you never came across it pro in your previous reading, but you no. still had yeah. I mean, you knew of Dante's Inferno though by that t point, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it was related to that or no? Yeah, and okay. actually, his real name or Rossetti's real name was um, Gabriel Dante, but he switched it around because he was such a big fan of Dante's Inferno. Uh, okay. <laughs> he wanted the Dante to come first. Curious. I mean, sorry, Dan, do you guys have anything to add to that? No, that's amazing. Have you seen sorry. King Arthur by Guy Ritchie? <laughs> no. I wish it was good, but <laughs> I hear there's no women in it, and I Charlie Hunnam's really hot, and that's my only. That's all I know. <laughs> uh, so you you you're not you're not gonna watch it just for Charlie Hunnam. It has to be good story. No. It has to have some women in it. I took a class. Um, yeah, it has to have some women. <laughs> I read an article about why it bombed. It was like you can't spend five hundred million dollars on a movie and not put any women in it. That's true. Um, but yeah, Master I took a class commander. on the history of Arthurian legend when I was an undergrad, which was really interesting and. Um, for our final project, we were allowed to like give a presentation like any kind of Arthurian uh, thing in culture like throughout the centuries. So you had people talking about like Excalibur, the '80s movies, or like somebody talked about Sword in the Stone. Yeah, yeah. And like any, so I got to do a presentation on like Arthurian legend in pre-Raphaelite art because that yeah. was my thing. But so if she taught that class again, somebody would be talking about Charlie Hunnam probably. <laughs> <laughs> do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Really? I used to, yeah. Have you seen any? Um, I had a job, my first job, when I was at my first school in Oregon, up in Forest Grove, which is this little town outside of Portland, was at the admissions office, um, which was one of the most famous haunted buildings in America. Like, it's in haunting, um, it's in haunting books. Like, uh -huh. And I didn't see anything, but we would go, like, it's a very old building, so you could hear, like, every footstep and, like, going up the stairs and stuff. And yeah. every night when we would go to work, we would go, like, into the admissions officer's offices, um, and we would hear people, like, running back and forth on the hall. And you would look, and you'd be like, who's running? And there'd be, like, nobody there. Or you'd go down to the basement to, like, get paperwork, and you'd hear people coming down the stairs, and you'd expect to turn around and see someone there, and there'd be nobody there. And every year they would have people camp out on Halloween. Uh -huh. um, and they would lock all the doors and windows and then they would wake up in the morning and like all the windows would be open and all the doors would be open <laughs> and so, so many crazy crazy things happened like well you've, you've seen these things you've heard these yeah things. wow i the whaley house no what's that the whaley house is in old town san diego it's the house that um the haunted mansion is based off of oh from cool. disneyland yeah it's built on it used to be an old courthouse so they had a lot of hangings and then right. yeah and i think there's like a little kid running in the kitchen and i haven't gone on a tour it's like a, a tourist trap but they do hollywood uh, halloween tours you know where you can stay overnight and stuff that's so cool i'd like to do that hmm. have you get, have you been to new orleans no my mom's whole family is from there but they never take me. <laughs> uh, Bourbon Street. There's a there's a bunch of haunted houses uh, yeah, in that area. Yeah. French Quarter. I did like a ghost tour, and some of the stories like it's kind of scary. Uh, like there's a yeah there's like there's like a cursed house uh, where like the, the the owner she used to torture her slaves. Wow. And um, and one of the one of the slaves set that the house on fire so that 
she knew she would probably die, but she was being tortured anyways. Right. So she's like, she wanted, she started a fire. She was chained to a, like a radiator. She started a fire so that she could get the police to come. To the, cause like the light, the, it was like when they, when they went in there that she had uh, mutilated the slaves for pleasure. Like, oh, wow. and there's like a, there's a character in American Horror Story that's based off of her. I was going to say, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. And, and so, uh, that house is very, has a lot of dark energy. Like wow. I heard a story where, uh, the maid, <laughs> uh, there's a maid who cleans it. Right. And she was on vacation and she would get a call and she looked at the number and it was, a uh, it was a landline from the house <laughs> and that house is empty no one said she picks it up no answer yeah. and they're like whoa these ghosts know about technology or like <laughs> i've heard that before actually i've heard that a lot of times this i guess it doesn't happen with cell phones this much but a lot of times with landlines when they ring and you pick them up it's supposed to be spirit energy <laughs> when there's wow. nobody there i'm getting kind of chilly i'm getting kind of some chills here but yeah you guys are finding out like how creepy and weird i am <laughs> no i mean dan you believe in ghosts um uh, yeah I, I i do and i i think my actual my house in la might be a little haunted really like, yeah it was built in 1926 and i remember okay. one time uh before i was married i just i heard like a, a kid's voice in the background like kids playing in the playground and i woke up and i couldn't move and I was like freaked out, but I, I hear that happens to people a lot, oh. or it ha it's not uncommon for people to like freeze up. But like sleep paralysis, up, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. waking up, uh, going upstairs, and we had like this, the attic was converted into like a, a living space, and but we still have like this gigantic closet up there, and then there's like a cutaway into a crawl space. And I remember walking up there to get something, and I out of the corner of my eye, I see someone like walking by that crawl space, like crawling through. And there's no one up there, so I was like, "Oh, uh, you know, there's something weird." But eh, huh. who knows? Might be a figment of my Im imagination, but that house is a little—it it was kind of creepy. And we're right next to a church. Right. Wow. Yeah, I remember that house. I mean, and for but Brianna, for your experience, you were with other people that heard the same thing, right? Yeah, I mean, at that school, it was kind of pretty common knowledge. Forest Grove, right? Or, yeah. Nobody really questioned it. Laura, the uh, the scientist. <laughs> um, I I do not believe in ghosts, but I am o open to evidence. Oh, I uh, you've never had any creepy experience in your life. I've had tons of creepy experiences, but I am somebody who um, creates. Uh, with my imagination, cre a creepy vibe. So I don't put a lot of stock in them. Interesting. Is yes. Your mind is playing tricks on you. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I'm probably in the same boat. I have yet to see like a ghost. I've had creepy experiences. I recently did like a long, long ass bike ride to San Diego <laughs> and I would be at night and uh, yeah, biking through some like uh some creepy areas at night like under bridges and stuff and uh yeah. i would i would just like 
I would like my greatest, I, I, my mind, I would think of like, if someone ran in front of me right now, I would fucking freak out, you know, like, or like yeah. some, some sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm just riding and I'm riding so slow cause my legs are like so tired. I was walking my bike up a hill in Torrey Pines, right? And uh, <laughs> it's like what? It's like freaking, uh, it's like 1 a.m., okay? And then there's this, there's this white guy with a blue, uh, a blue polo shirt. He's about <laughs> in his 50s, 60s walking towards me. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Am I seeing this right now? And uh, I have my bike light on, so it's not too scary, but there's no other car around, right? Mm -hmm. So if he stabs me, like, or if he yeah. tries to get, it's, it's me and him, basically. And I'm like, uh, uh, late, late night walk, huh? You know, like I'm trying to like uh, conversation to him, say some stark. He's like, oh yeah, I'm from OB. And then he just walks, and he, he makes a wide berth of me, and he walks, keeps walking yeah. down the street. So that was a very strange experience. But. How long did it take to get to San Diego? To, to bike ride? Yeah. It took me two days. Um, did you stop anywhere? I did, yeah. I stopped, uh, in, I stopped, so for the first day, I stopped in Lake Forest. But like along the way to Lake Forest, I, I, I did multiple stops. Oh, good. Um, okay. I didn't really train for it, so it was just like uh, towards the end of the first day, I was struggling. Because mm -hmm. there's there's guys who do it in one day from LA to San Diego, yeah. right? But they have like, I use that bike right there, the, the, the Peugeot there. Um, and it's kind of a heavier bike. It's not like a road bike. So... That plus I didn't really train, so it took me a while. I mean, it's kind of sad, like how many hours it took me to, <laughs> to get to San Diego, like 24 hours or something crazy like that. Um, where there's guys who can do it in like you know, one trip to two San Diego in like eight hours or something. But I am not one of those guys yet. So, but yeah, <laughs> it was a good experience. I um, I definitely learned a lot about. I don't know. Just it was really cool. Just riding. A lot, I was, some parts I was along the coast. There's a lot of bike trails along rivers, which is mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. And also in LA, what's inter what's interesting is that uh, luckily I did that during the day because yeah. there's so many homeless people that live next to the river or the riverbeds. Yeah. I saw a guy steal a bike from a person's home. Oh. Wow. I was resting right, and there's this guy. This is near. Uh, um, where is it? East East LA, Elysium Valley or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, Frogtown. Uh, Frogtown, yeah, yeah. And I still need to send the officer the video, but um, basically, <laughs> this I was resting, and then I see this guy, like this kind of sketchy looking guy. Uh, I'm sorry, he's he's probably like five five Hispanic, you know, uh, 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 blue baseball cap, and he climbs a fence and he goes into a person's yard and picks up a kid's bike. And I'm like. Wait, is that his bike? You know, I, I don't think so. Um, anyways, I videoed him wheeling it out, and I said, "Hey, hey," you know, I said like, "Hey" to him. He just he just calmly kept, you know. Wait, no. What happened was I saw him do it, like climb the fence and reach for it. I said, "Hey, hey," and he stopped. And I was like, "Ah, uh, he's probably gonna try again." So I circled back on my bike, and clear, uh, no, yeah, clear enough, he did it. I called the police. Um, but then eventually uh, we found he had put the bike somewhere, stashed it, and there were some workers that saw him already. Mm. So there's workers on the site and they, we, we, they went to get hit the bike and said, hey, I called the police. He's like, it's cool, don't worry about it, we'll keep an eye on it. So I called the police off and, um, but anyways.
probably so, were lucky you didn't get stabbed. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I mean, so instead of like ghosts, I see creepy things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'm, I'm way more afraid of other people. Yeah. Like, so when I was riding at night under bridges, that was in Irvine, safe, mm -hmm. safe place, pretty much. I, I, I hear there's homicides there too, but like not as many as LA, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I was lucky in that at night I was in safer areas mm -hmm. or, yeah, yeah. But I would definitely, I'm going to try to do it again, definitely. Um, that, that's the, like, I, for me to talk about that ride, I could do a whole another podcast on, but yeah. Um, let's see, where, how are you on time, Dan? Uh, I think we should wrap it up pretty soon because I have to go to the UCSD cashier's office tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, w one thing I want to touch on is, uh, so you mentioned, like, this trans this physical transformation you've gone through recent in the past few years, right? right. Um, how's that been for you? Interesting. Brianna, you know. It's good, yeah. I mean, it's cool. Um, it's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I was, like, fat my whole life, and so this is the first time I've ever been, like, kind of a normal person. <laughs> when you say fat, like, um, how, may we ask, like, how bad are we, how yeah. fat are we talking about? Um, yeah, well, I was 200 pounds when I was 11, so it's kind of genetically not good. Um, but, yeah. yeah, so at my highest, I was over 400. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, so, to be, like less than half of that is really weird because I've never like walked around a shopping mall and not been the biggest person before wow, okay. not that I want to like look at everyone's size and like judge them you know but it's just comparatively noticing that I'm not the biggest person anymore it's really weird and I was talking to my little sister um you know, I told they big her as well or um, they're okay? no I mean they're they're like you know average I mean they have every, like they have their weight struggles but they're nothing like nothing like I went through um, but yeah, I told her, I said, I have no sense of how fat I look anymore. And she goes, you don't look fat. And I was like, really? <laughs> and it was so weird, like to be told that. And I was like, but that's my identity. <laughs> like, mm. It's so odd. And I was like, yeah. but yeah, but yeah. The, and the eating is not like, I was never like a binge eater. It was always kind of a genetic thing. So it's never, it doesn't bother me that much. You get used to it. Mm. Um, I can't drink it either at the same time, which is weird. That's more annoying. Because you had surgery for your stomach, right? Yeah. Right. I yeah. had a gastric sleeve, um, which is my official podcast explanation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they go in and they, um, it's very simple. Like a gastric bypass is much more complicated because they do things with your intestines, um, which is like a whole other can of worms. Um, but with the sleeve, all they do is like, they take about 80% of your stomach out and they leave you this like, they call it a sleeve because it's like, it looks like a little sleeve. like. Yeah. Your stomach is um, very small, and it's a permanent change. And that's basically like an average stomach holds about three pounds of food. Yeah. And I hold less than a third of that. So like wow. maybe four cups. So not very much. <laughs> Does that affect your nutrition intake or anything like that? Or yes, yeah, that's something that I should probably care about more than I have been. But oh. yeah, it affects like for the first six months especially. Um, you have to worry about your protein intake like all the time and you're supposed to take like calcium and you're supposed to take, you know, multivitamins and the protein, especially like my hair is so weird now. I had for the yeah, first six months, 
<laughs> I lost most of my hair, which a lot of people do. I didn't like I wouldn't go bald, but it was very, very thin where I was surprised I had any left. Mm. Oh. And then it came back and it was like a completely different texture. Like I have like yeah, thick curly hair now. Yeah, yeah. Or not curly, but pretty wavy. Like it gets pretty frizzy and I've had like boring straight hair my whole life and it completely changes you hormonally and like it's very weird. <laughs> do, you like, do you like this hair now or? Yeah, yeah, it's I like cool. it. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, I would have liked it when I was like, you know, a kid, having <laughs> cool curly hair. <laughs> All right. Um, I think yeah. Well, let's let's wrap it up. Uh, do you speak any other languages? Do you speak French a little bit? I do. Yeah, I used to minor in French. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know any cool French words? Uh, we we could go around the the, the table <laughs> with uh, with our own cut kind of words. Uh, sorry, I didn't. I didn't really. Um, basically, what we do at the end of our show, we do something called uh, a language corner, where we share like a, a phrase from a different language that we speak, and just could be anything. Um, so I'll go first. Uh, so, well, hold on, hold on. Uh, la okay, language. Lang, lang. Uh, I don't know the song. I I'm just gonna make this up. <laughs> language. Corner. Uh, so today, I'll, I'll my phrase would be, uh, it's a phrase that I I we I, I shared on a, a podcast that that was deleted, an episode that was deleted. So I'll share it again. It's called japang. Japang means tsu fan, right? It means to eat. Uh, literally means to eat rice. Chu fan uh, is a Mandarin, but my the way my grandparents they spoke Taiwanese, they would say. Japang, which is like different, but same meaning. Japang means, yeah, hey, come and eat. Because rice is such a staple in Asian culture or Taiwanese culture, to, to eat rice literally means to eat a meal. So Japang, uh, and you know, I remember as a kid uh, saying to my grandparents like, oh, hey, time to eat. Japang, you know, like, you know. And then um, another phrase similar to that would be Japabwe, like, did you eat yet? So it's kind of like that would be it's so commonplace that becomes a greeting like Japang uh, come and eat and then and you see somebody hey Japabwe did you eat yet? Um, so that's that's something uh, I grew up with and yeah th those kind of phrases like it's so interesting how tied culture how food language and culture are so tied together it's mm -hmm. like yeah um, but anyways uh, Dan do you want to go next or? Yeah, in Japanese, they, they say something similar. Well, they don't say that, but they say itadakimasu. Itadakimasu, they say that right before they eat. And at the very end of the meal, they say gochisousama. Gochisousama is like, thank you for the meal. And then itadakimasu is like, I'm about to partake. Oh, itadakimasu. Yes. And then gochisousama? Gochisousama. 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 So it's like, thank you for the meal. Yeah. Oh, okay. They Then sometimes they, they like... Put their hands together and bow a little bit. It depends on the person. Oh, cool. Yeah. Laura, do you have any uh, phrase that you you're, you're thinking of? Or? Uh, yeah, it's um <clears throat> not food related, but um uh it's another Portuguese word, and it's I'm pretty sure it um in the sense that it that it's used. Uh, that I'm going to describe. It's only in the region that where my family lives, which is the southern part of Brazil. So oh, it's wow. like an exclamation when you're um, when something is going 
badly or like somebody did something that was rude or um, somebody did something mildly surprising um, and it's barbaridades, which means like barbarities. Um, <laughs> barbarities? Yeah, like, ba- so people, people will say as a response to hearing um, something bad or surprising, barbaridades, like, Barbarities. <laughs> okay, so and they heard like Trump wants to build a wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's used in this colloquial way, um, ah. and it's shortened to bah, like people just say bah. 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 Yeah. It's like bah. Okay. Yeah, bah. Oh. bah. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, any French phrase that you like particularly like or want to share? Um, the creepiest French phrase I know. That is, uh, <laughs> I guess, yeah, we're on the creepy track. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, it's creepy. Is uh, "avez-vous le feu," which uh, literally means "do you have the fire," um, which you which can mean "do you have a light," like if you are smoking. But in certain contexts, I guess like in parks at night, it can also be like a a pickup line. Huh. So the way oh. our French uh, student teacher explained it to us is you really have to be careful of the context of when you use that <laughs> phrase because um, people can take it to mean, you know, do you want to hook up or something? Oh, wow. Avez-vous le feu? <laughs> Wait, how do you say it again? <laughs> Avez-vous le feu? Avez-vous le feu? Or do you have the fire? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Cool. Uh, all right. That's, that's our episode. Uh, uh, any last parting words, anyone? No? No. No. Good. <laughs> that was good. We we covered uh, porn, Wonder Woman, um, uh, the supernatural, the, the supernatural mm-hmm. ghost stories, um, a the little pre-raphaelites. bit about that. what's that pre-raphaelites. Uh, we talked about you know stomach short, smalling, smalling. No, uh, <laughs> smalling. That's all right. Small, yeah, it's like, uh, sleeve, stomach sleeves. Uh, cool. I think it's good educational. And um, I, I hope, uh, yeah, maybe we'll have a, a, another conversation in the near future. That'd be cool. Uh, awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome. So this is, uh, we'll, we'll do our sign-off then. Uh, this is uh, Young, uh, a.k.a. James, signing off. This is Yin, a.k.a. Dan, signing off. Uh, this is Laura, a.k.a. Laura, signing off. <laughs> this is Brianna, a.k.a. Brianna, signing off. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. 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 In and young, tell us everything you want to be. In and young, share with us all of your dreams. In and young, gotta learn how to fight. Be yourself in this life. Relationships getting you down